welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to this spirit-filled word by David Entry. When you catch a word, you have caught God. May you catch a word today that will cause God to change your story. Be blessed. The transactions in the kingdom, it's enacted or is done by words and voice and sounds. Sounds. Something must come out. He says, in fact, we don't know how we ought to pray as we ought to. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession. Romans 8:26 makes intercession for us with groans. The sounds. Groan. We groan. See, because in fact, there's something I was going to say some time ago that if you don't learn how to pray. You see, when we pray, the Holy Spirit gets the chance to groan. Oh, no. said, with, with the Spirit himself, it makes intercession for us with groanings. So the Spirit does it with groanings, which words cannot utter. But when you read a verse, few verses downward, it talks about how all creation groans. So everything created because of the fall is groaning, I think, in the verse. Um, from verse 18 down 19 somewhere they talks about everything groans all creation for we know that the whole creation groans and labors so how many of us are part of creation but we are in the new creation so once you begin to pray your groanings becomes his groaning so he takes over and you don't groan like the rest of creation so the things of the spirit are transacted. Even the entire creation is groaning. Are transacted with mm, words. And when you open your mouth and you say amen, you are not encouraging the preacher. You are claiming something and endorsing it in your life. So... All the promises, Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20, all the promises of God are yes. Oh, really? Really? How many of the promises? God has made a lot of promises. Because I told you the other time, God is a God of promise. When you look into his Bible, it's full of promise. Every time he shows up, it's with promises. And all the promises of God in him in Jesus are yea and in him amen. <laughs> amen to the glory so it's not for us but without amen God's glory can be seen with in him are yes and in him amen. you see we say the amen it's we who say the amen so when you are being blessed and you don't say amen you just say do you know what it means what you mean is pass it on. When they say the Lord bless you and you are quiet, it means that's pass it on. You know, the problem is our understanding. Because we use natural understanding to try and um, make spiritual transaction. But spiritual realm has a certain way things are done. So unbelievers will be wondering, but why would you even pray? Standing here and praying. Somebody's troubling. Standing here and praying. And you expect it to change. They don't get it. Just go and deal with it. They don't get it. How 
are you praying expecting things to change somewhere? Yeah, that's the mystery of, uh, of the kingdom. The blessing really gets attracted to desperate people. He, for, he said, you can't, you won't go until you bless me. No, no, he said, I won't let you go. He said, this fasting, we have gotten to a place where you have to now shift. And I'll tell you why you have to shift now. Because we have gotten to a place where uh, it's like, do and die. <laughs> it's the make or break moment. Make or break moment. Something must shift for you. When it comes to saying amen, hallelujah, and all those things, don't be, don't care about anybody. Is there a problem? No, no, don't care about anybody. Don't care about anybody. You have to have this nonchalant attitude towards people's perception about your expression of faith. People always have a perception. Didn't they tell blind Bartimaeus to shut up? Oh, Bible says he shouted out them all. You see, you know why he shouted out the more? Because when he look at, he considers his blindness. And he has been at the mercy of these people all this time. And he sees the opportunity to be healed. Ah. You see, most of us, you are too gentle for a miracle. The Lord has shown me, between now and the end of the fasting, there will be radical miracles. And as you release your spirit, you are catching your own. As you release your faith, you are cutting your own. As you receive your faith, receive your own. You are cutting your own. I stand under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Under the power of the Holy Ghost and I release. You are cutting your own. You are cutting your own. You are cutting your own. Receive it now. Shout yes, Lord. You remember the early days you stepped into church, you got born again. People were praying. You stood there watching. What's going on? What's going on? Did they stop for you? They were busy and sharing their. Later on, you saw that. Ah, this is how that is working. Enjoy. Enjoy. Don't stop for anybody who doesn't understand what you are transacting. We have come to a stage in our fasting. You have to switch. Because it's like the changing of the guards. The time has come. You know, one is 23 hours, 59 minutes. One minute later, it becomes the next day. It's not the same date. The date changes. So, we, have, we are standing at a junction. Something is about to change. Because number 10, number 10 signifies fullness. All right. Um, it's like a short period that signifies, that stands for a, a period of fullness. It's even though short, it represents a time of fullness. I, I don't know if that... A complete cycle. So it's not like a necessarily a completed cycle, but in the spirit, 10 signifies fullness. Okay, Daniel chapter 1, verse 12 and 13 and 14. Daniel says that, okay, you keep us, give us only vegetables for 10 days. Did you see that? 
Please test your servants for how many days? Why 10 days? Because that is the cycle. Period. For 10 days. And let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. I'm telling somebody, it's a period of shifting. Say, I walk with God. Say it again, I walk with God. Walking with God doesn't mean you look spooky and you look dishuffled and rough or you look ancient or you can you can be a sophisticated looking girl and yet you walk with God you walk with God you walk with God what does that mean you are conscious you are conscious about God so there are things you can't say there are things you can't do there are places you can't go there are some things you can't turn a blind eye on or some things you can't just entertain there are some friends you can't just keep around you because you, you just walk with God. They will disturb, they will disturb the equilibrium of your movement with God. And that, you have to choose what is important for you. Daniel said that test us for 10 days. 10 days. Give us only veg for 10 days. Look at the next verse. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and then the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. Look at the next verse, verse 14. So he, he consented with them in this matter and tested them after 10 days. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. He said, Satan will cast some of you into prison for 10 days. Do not, do, uh, do not fear um, any of these things which you, you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 42, I think it's verse 7. It, it happened after 10 days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. After and then finally, Genesis 24, verse 55. See, but her brothers and her mother said, this Rebecca, when Isaac, they were coming for her, they realized she has to go. But the mother and the brother said, you know what? Let the young woman stay with us a few days, at least. We won't tell more, but 10 is a certain period of completion of you see it's a, a, a completed cycle even though short but it represents a, a whole a whole so it's short but represents a whole and brothers and sisters this is the tenth day this is the tenth day this is the tenth day something must shift I said something must shift something must shift Something must shift. I see supernatural shiftings. You are receiving your miracle. You are receiving your breakthrough. You are receiving your testimony. There are some hallelujahs you shout here. You know, when they say something is light here, a light here, what's a light here? Huh? How long it takes for light to travel from the sun to the earth is the fastest. Is, okay, light year is the distance life travels in one in sorry in one year. So a whole year, 
light is like when you turn it on it shows up it's because we are just close but there there's a distance you can go it takes one year so the light was turned on it's still coming yeah that's light here so that a light can be turned on and some of you your light that light was turned on three months ago so it's it has nine more months to show but it's already switched on that's called light here now now if light can do that then prayer can do better but 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 the revelation i just got in my spirit is there's a certain hallelujah you can shout and that hallelujah watch this it becomes like light here let them call it madness it's up to you yeah they say what's this madness yes it remains madness We have been reading First Samuel 26. Certain things happened there, and I want us to pick a clue from there for this very critical prayer. The one who was looking for David to kill him. Yeah. And he fell asleep with his bodyguard. His bodyguard was not fit, was not fit for purpose. Yes. The bodyguard was, in fact, David eventually said, you are not fit for the job. How come you slept for people to come and take your, they could have killed your master. What's the job of a bodyguard? God, may God make your enemies bodyguards all see. But this is where we're going. And David and his right hand man came and found in the verse eight. He said, oh no, let's kill him. God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Abishai. Then Abishai said to David, God has delivered your enemy into your hand. Do you know God did it? God delivered him into his hands. God, verse 23. Verse 23 tells us that God delivered him into his hands. He said, may the Lord repay every man. For the Lord, see, for the Lord deliver you into my hand today. David knew it. God gave, because God made a deep sleep for them. David knew that God has delivered him. So God, watch this. This is very important. God gave him to David. It was a test. It was a test. David didn't look at his enemy. He, was, he kept his eyes on this. Hey, you know what I've heard? You ought to think about what is it? Is it about an anointed person, please? I don't want to know. That's David's attitude. So Abishai in verse 8 said, let's kill him. Now therefore, let's, let me strike him at once with the spear right in the earth. We will, we will pin him to the earth. He will finish. And, oh yeah. And I will not have to strike him a second one. Only once. So that we can have peace. Be careful how you define peace. They would have had peace from the battle. But they would have started an unending one because do you know why David had a deeper understanding yeah. oh, good good God good God good God why are you so shallow in your depths when it comes to spiritual things there are people who read the Bible but they are so shallow watch this look at the verse 9 verse 9 may the Lord repay verse 9 but David said to Abishai do not destroy him for who can stretch 
stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and remain free. So you are bringing something up. God has delivered him to us, but don't bring it upon us. Because, yes, he deserves to die, but the one who kills him will never remain guiltless. See, there's a reason why David rose. Yeah, publish it not. He said, even when he said image, he said, don't talk about it. Don't talk, publish it. Don't tell, don't repeat it anywhere. Publish it not. Ask it. Yes, don't publish it. Now look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. See the number of times he's focusing on the anointing. David said, furthermore, as the Lord lives, the Lord shall strike him, or his day shall come to, to die, or he shall go but perish. Look at the next verse. He said he will die. The time for his death to come. The Lord forbid that I should stretch my hands against David. Someone shout David. David. There's a reason why he didn't lose one battle. There is a reason why his dynasty was the greatest ever in human history. David. There is a reason why his name was the second name in the New Testament next to Jesus. And the last name in the New Testament just before Jesus. Yeah. Jesus' name is the last, the first and the last in the New Testament. David is the one that comes next. Both, or both brackets, both ends. Why David? He had a certain level of understanding. He said, why should I touch the Lord's anointed? And then he, he charged the bodyguard in verse 16. Yeah, yeah. He said, why do you, you and then he, you see, David's language was the anointed. Look at verse 16. He says that this thing that you have done is not good. As the Lord liveth, you deserve to die, you bodyguard, because you have not guarded your master. The Lord's anointed. He said, you deserve to die. You didn't protect the man. Now, this is his enemy talking of. The one who wanted to kill David, who God has delivered, he said, you should have protected him. I had the chance to strike him, but me, I can't strike him. Verse 23. Verse 23, he's still making reference. May the Lord repay every man for his righteousness and his, his faithfulness. For the Lord delivered it to my hand, but I will not stretch forth. Ah, can you imagine? God said, kill him. He said, God, me, I can't kill this one. God said, kill him. He said, no, no, God, permit me to disobey you. In this matter. Because he's an anointed man. God said, what? You will never lose any battle in your life. Are you an Abishai? Even if you're an Abishai, thank God you might have a David. You are working with the David, so you won't do that quickly. It's a prayer topic I'm about to, I'm about to show you something you haven't noticed. Prayer topic. It's a very powerful prayer topic. First Samuel chapter 24, verse 6 and verse 10. And he said to the men, the Lord, to his men, the Lord forbid that ah, I should do this thing to my master. The, 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 the. See, it's not the mastership, but it's the anointing. He's my master because God anointed him. And I'm serving him not because he's the master, but because of the anointing. Actually, I'm serving the master, but the thing is he's an anointed master. Verse 10, look this day, your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today in my hands in the cave and someone urged me to kill you, 
but my eyes spared you and I said I will not stretch out my against my Lord for him why wouldn't I stretch my because he's the Lord's anointed I'm out of this I'm out of so you see what you haven't seen is what I'm about to draw your attention to how about the opposite he said I won't touch him because he's God's anointed how about I'll bless him because he's God's anointed because when you touch the anointed in the wrong way, it will backfire in your face. That means if you touch it on the other side and protect the anointing. David, David, David said, let this bodyguard be fired. Because he didn't protect my enemy against me. The problem is not the me, it's the anointed. You should have put, so you should be fired and he said, you should be killed. David said, David wanted that man killed because he didn't protect the anointing. So, look at chapter 12, verse 3. Chapter 12, 1 Samuel 12, 3. This is a very interesting one. Here, witness against me, against me before the Lord and before his, this is, this is this said, witness against me before God and his anointed. You see how he values the anointed? He he's anointed. You wit, what? It's not only God, he's anointed. Making reference to the anointed. 2 Samuel chapter 1 verse 14 and verse 16 and we can pray and I'm going I want you to understand this before I give you the prayer topic 2nd Samuel chapter 1 verse 14 David said yeah and David said how was not afraid to stretch forth thy hand to destroy the Lord's anointed verse 16 and David said unto him thy blood be upon your head for thy mouth has testified against thee saying I have <laughs> he came to say I killed the man of God David said your blood be upon you because your own mouth has confessed that you killed him your blood be upon you he thought David would say well done congratulations David said no 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 no. you you brought me this news that you did this your blood would be upon your head because your mouth has said it how about the other way around if your mouth says something in favor of the anointed even if I, that's why I said, even if I don't get to prophesy on you, destiny will be your own prophecy. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. When God speaks, works show, and the works will surely show in your life. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.